This is the Very Finnish Problems podcast with Joel Willens. Find us at facebook.com slash Problems. For links to some of the things we discuss on the show and to learn how you can get new episodes directly to your smartphone, please visit veryfinishproblems.com. Yeah, and uh, try to turn... Uh, try to speak into the pillows. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You, you need to speak into the pillow. <laughs> Very intimate. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, here we are then. It's so it's podcast number. Uh, fuck, uh, I don't know. Nine, it maybe. Not. It must be more. Twenty double figures. It is, no, I think it is nine. It, it, might, it has to be nine. Nine, but nine. So yeah, here I am, Joel Willens, your host, author of Very Fish Problems. No, a hundred. I got fucked this up last time. A hundred and one. Very Fish Problems: The Foreigner's Guide to Surviving in Finland with Thomas Newbery, who I've now sussed out. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm blind to my own name now. <laughs> you have no so idea. Many, you don't even know what the right version is. Yeah, that's what happens when yeah, you yeah, work yeah. in three languages. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's not a problem I have to deal with. Happily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As, um, as, as we will learn yeah. a little bit more about later on in, in this show, or rather soon, actually, because. Like last Saturday, you had an interesting run-in with the 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 elite of the Finnish comedy scene. <laughs> I suppose you can't really thought about it. it. Makes you sound like some sort of ninja. But uh, yeah, I went to the uh, Helsinki Book Fair, my first ever book fair, actually. Mm. Despite being like a professional writer for almost like what twelve years or something, and despite having books published, stories published, BBC Radio, I've never been to a book fair. I always thought it'd be really dull, to be honest with you. But um, it was massive. Have you ever been there? Yeah, it's been, no, to, I've, actually been I to the place. Actually, uh, yes, I've been to the place. It's yeah, like huge, like aircraft yeah. hangars that go on. It's like the oh, yeah. scene out of Indiana Jones, the very first one, where they put away the Ark of the Covenant, and you own it, the scene. It pans out, and the and the warehouse just goes mm-hmm. on and on and oh, on. Yeah. So you imagine that with books. Yes, that's what it was like. Is. So yeah, I had the great pleasure of um, speaking with uh, being interviewed Mr. Andre Wikström, the uh, renowned uh, Finnish comedian. And we talked about very Finnish problems. We talked about lots of things. Uh, and we had a massive audience. Yeah. Probably 95% of the people went okay, to see now, Andre. Now he's, now he's just boosting his ego. So let, let's give people <laughs> the bad news, which is essentially that uh, this was on a Saturday. Joel wanted. Uh, Joel told me he wanted this recorded on a Friday afternoon. I have a social life, and at the point where I was supposed to be recording this from a you know a, a professional mixer board, I was standing in line in a fu- in a fucking electronic store waiting for cables. So <laughs> failing to be there so, on time. But in, instead, I managed to sort of um, work with um, with an audience recording. We uh, we, we got for, from uh, for for the whole event, and since this is. Something people probably don't realize, but phones have really good microphones. And Amazing. while this isn't like really the best I, I would hope to be able to offer people in terms of audio, this the, your chat with Andre is uh, is perfectly, uh, you can actually understand everything. I, yeah, I think. I think it was, uh, well, Sakri from Gumaras, so thank you Sakri for your sterling work there. Uh, he recorded it from the front row. Yeah, he did a great job and... Clearly, it's the content rather than the quality that's most important. And uh, we only had 20 minutes, but... 
I think it was quite entertaining. Everyone yeah. seemed to have have some fun. Okay, so so people, uh, we'll just queue that up, and uh, we'll be back after. Yeah, well, I think the problem this. we were ta- we were going to touch for this episode, wasn't it? As you'll see in the recording, uh, when you don't get invited to the president's Independence Day ball. Oh, Clearly, I, oh, I don't give a shit about that. I have a bunch of other comments which uh, you, you will hear about very yeah. soon. Yeah, I mean, clearly, me and Thomas are always top of the list guest list anyway. But like for everyone else who doesn't have that who doesn't have the opportunity. We, we, we touched upon that, but we touched upon many other things in the recording. Yeah. Sadly, our Andre okay, couldn't hey, be here people himself. Wanna, but... people, people are here for the, the, the star of the show, uh, Andre, I guess, who gets to say about five words <laughs> in, between, in between your ranting. So, so, so everyone, here's, here's Andre interviewing, uh, interviewing Joel. Yeah, brilliant. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Uh, Facebook site. How, how did that uh, come about? Yeah, because basically I have I'm a co-founder 
founder of a digital marketing agency, and uh, I have a friend of mine who used to work at Nokia and then Microsoft. He was a marketing guy, and we were talking about Facebook and how Facebook uh, screws people for loads of money, and I bet him that I could create a Facebook page with 10,000 people in a, in a month without paying a penny. And that's, that's the very unromantic uh, origins of very first problems. And the first, first month it was 15,000, and it just snowballed. And then I got a bit obsessed, uh, and then it carried on growing and growing, and yeah, now it just... Now, how many? I currently got 250, 200, almost 255,000 followers. It has a monthly reach of 10 million. In fact, the biggest it ever had is 20 million. So yeah, it goes all around the world, actually. People are crazy to learn about Finland. Like, you're all much loved around the world, so you know, all take a bow. <laughs> that's that's a, one thing that is said about Finns, that we really want to be loved. You do want yeah, to be loved. But we, yeah. we do nothing to get loved. Yeah, it's a weird sort of <laughs> You're very reticent about coming forward. And uh, yes, yeah, I mean, it's quite a nice Nice trait, I think. I quite, you know, you know, it's very different to the UK where we're very um, forward in coming forward. So uh, yeah, I think uh, you, you you enjoy praise, but you don't search it out. Yeah, but it's one thing. It's also said that uh, I mean, we, in, in Finnish, we don't have a, a Finnish word for the English word small talk. You don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, have, have, have you noticed that? Absolutely, I've noticed that. Well, there's a huge difference. For example, merely the act of going to a shop. If I go to the shop in the UK and I go and get my like like, like Sainsbury's, I can literally have a 15 minute conversation with a teal girl about the weather obviously and uh, you know how her life is she gets very they're very happy to share quite intimate details where here if I get a kiddos hey hey you know, I'm happy you know, like, that's the result for me so that in some ways is uh, yeah, the, the way the way that Finnish people are comfortable with silence like English people they'll go mad that's just a form of, of torture for them you stick them in a room like uh, with 10 silent Finns they'll start banging walls and just, they won't be able to handle it at all. Though. So yeah, it's a definite, very, very obvious distinction. Yeah, but, but, then, but, then, but do you, you find it now like almost relaxing? Well, yeah. I mean, I quite like the fact that I don't have to constantly. I mean, I, I don't have a problem speaking, so, but I find it quite relaxing. I don't constantly have to be entertaining. Yeah. So like in the UK, it's very much the case. It's like this verbal fencing where everyone's always trying to be more witty than the other person. So and it, which can get tiring. And also, it's like it'd be nice just to have a serious conversation occasionally. So. Yeah, yeah. So tell us uh, this book. How, how did that come about? Uh, the book came about because it was just uh, I was I think it was December, and I just I was just looking at the page. And I think and I was thinking this would be a really good book. And then I emailed Zachary, who, who uh, responded in ten minutes and said yes, that would be a good book. And um, and I went to go meet him. I'd only done three of the problems, and he took a bit of a gamble. I think it's fair to say he put it all all he put it all on black. And it came up trump. So yeah, I wrote three three problems, and we signed the deal there. And then I promised the book within two weeks. Bit optimistic, uh, and it took a couple of months. But uh, yeah, it was it was quite. I mean, I've written books. I have another book that came out a couple of years ago, short story collection. So I've written fiction for some time, but it was very easy to sort of spew out the problems. <laughs> they came quite naturally. So why why are there one hundred and one? Yeah, that's a good question. Which I, I mean, originally I planned on doing. 100 actually uh, to celebrate your independence congratulations and uh, but then Sakari pointed out that that would be uh, a bit time sensitive so I added one <laughs> and it sounds a bit bad doesn't it yeah, but whilst I was writing I was thinking oh man maybe I should have just done like 10 <laughs> it started to be 
yeah, he's starting to drag a bit, but yeah. yeah. Should we give an example? Uh, why not? What, what, why how, not? How, if, if there's someone who hasn't read the book or uh, doesn't know, the, the thing, I, I will say it now because otherwise I will forget. After this interview, uh, Joel will go to the Gumerus uh, stand there and you can buy his book and you will get an autograph. Uh, what book did you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas come early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we could just do a thing that if, uh, I, I need your help now. Could someone shout out? I, I will take, uh, I will ask you, the lady over here, oh. to, to say, oh. uh, yeah, to panic immediately yeah. on the face. <laughs> oh no, I'm participating. Uh, can you say a number between one and 101? Oh, 77. Last night I was thinking, uh, well, 77 is my favorite. That is a weird, slightly trippy experience. Because yeah. last night I was thinking, oh, 77, my favorite number. I love seven. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what 77 is. It's probably really boring. Uh, let's, let's yeah, you, you, you read here, uh, 77. Uh, fingers crossed. Big, so much. Yeah. Okay, it's quite a good one, yeah. Oh, it's quite, it's quite good. Okay, when you can't figure out which of the million dairy products is milk. <laughs> <laughs> Finns love their milk. A whopping 81% of adults drink it, and 66% of drink it every single day. And they don't just drink it for breakfast, but guzzle it down with every meal. Unlike in the UK, where one of Margaret Thatcher's first acts of education secretary was to stop free milk, she was nicknamed Thatcher the Milk Snatcher as a result. <laughs> Finnish school kids still get the white stuff for free, although not the full fat version. According to the EU statistics, Finland uses more skimmed milk in schools than any other country, and it's seems that while Finns love their milk, they tame their passion by going for the healthy options. It's this desire to have these options that messes with every visitor's head. Go into a Finnish supermarket and you will literally see dozens of differently labelled, yet similarly shaped dairy products. These countless different types of milk, from skim, semi-skim, full fat to organic, and low lactose. In addition to that, Finnish yoghurt comes in the same types of LO packed cartons with a myriad of flavours and varieties. As if this wasn't hardcore enough on the new shopper's mind, Finns also enjoy a drink called Bima. <laughs> when I first bought Bima, I thought I stormed back to the shop to demand a refund, only to be told that Pima is meant to taste different because it's actually sour milk. Yep, so enamoured are Finns by everything that comes out of a cow, they devour milk that's going off. Yum, yum. As a result of this love affair, this dairy love affair, the only way to avoid confusion when it comes to buying dairy is either to dedicate a decade of your life studying labels or ask a shop assistant. For the more time-sensitive amongst you, I suggest the latter. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. That's a great choice of number. Thank you for that, thank you. 77. 77, yeah. always a winner. <laughs> yeah, but was it hard to write this book? Uh, no, it was really easy, actually. As I say, I write fiction, and fiction is a lot more challenging than non-fiction, because you have to make stuff up. But, like, uh, I have loads, and actually, we've had discussions about the potential for another 101 very finished problems. As a It'll be like a talking epic. I have, like, thousands of my problems. And, uh, yeah, I've got loads more in my head. It's not, I mean, and also the, the, the word problem is, is maybe... Uh, they're not really problems as such they're more observations and um, yeah I've got countless more so it wasn't difficult to difficult to come up with them it was it was just the fact that sometimes maybe I was a little bit overly focused on for example the weather yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have read the book and it's yeah, yeah. a lot well you're on the, the back country aren't you yeah, you're in the back that's why he's here because he was wondering that's why I was promoting this book highlight of your career yes it was it was <laughs> being, being having my name on the back of my book <laughs> there you go yeah. 
but yeah, uh, for, but it's a lot about the weather. It is uh, a lot about the weather, yeah. yeah so, but yeah. Finland, uh, okay, the first time you came here was the hottest I summer. I know, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I love Finnish summer. That's, the, that's, the, that's what makes it so much more painful when Finnish summer fails to deliver. Yeah. I think Finnish summer is a thing of beauty. I've been very privileged to have traveled all around the world. I've lived on North America, South America, Europe. And um, I think there's nowhere on earth I'd rather be on a beautiful summer's day than Helsinki, actually, or somewhere in Finland, because the quality of the light, the length of the day, the happiness on people's faces, it's just a beautiful thing. So when, for example, this summer, it just rained for like ever, I was like, you know, there was no no respite, then I start to get angry. <laughs> and I start ranting, I won't leave, and I just think we deserve, out of any country on earth, we deserve a glorious summer. So, and then of course there's winter, which is also, yeah, I get angry at snow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't mind the weather being challenged, as long as summer doesn't Yeah, yeah, well, uh, Finnish winters, uh, almost like the, the book uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It is very much yeah, like, yeah, like without the sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what's uh, what did you uh, when? You, because obviously you had some help writing this book. Huh? Uh, so did you? How did you go about? Did you just ask people? Is no, no, it's not my work. What are you, what are you implying? You know, I'm just saying that. Did you have to ask people? Well, of course, I had like yeah, I asked people some opinions, and uh, I mean some of the stuff in there, like my wife, for example, I asked her opinion, and she's quite used to me sort of like. You know, moaning about certain things. I mean, my, my family are very bored of me. I like that Lisa. Just shut up, will you? So yeah, I mean, I ask people's opinions, but generally speaking, it was based upon my own personal experiences. Um, so yeah, I think the weather is quite quite commonly mentioned in there. I think, and also another thing, I mean, uh, like the, the nature, the forest. I've done quite a lot about summer cottage and um, my respect and admiration for the way that Finnish people are able to just go in the forest and live off the land. <laughs> like berries, fruit, fish. I mean, if, if the world goes tits up and there's an apocalypse tomorrow, then Finland's a place I want to be with my wife, actually. He's probably killing fish and like hunting boar and stuff. I mean, I'm from the countryside, but I can't do any of that shit. Yeah. So, I don't know about what your what your hunting skills are like. Or well, I have a hunting license. Do you? Yeah. I bet you're a dangerous man. With I am. <laughs> I am. I am. I never hunted. No. No. <laughs> Really walk around, <laughs> but I haven't. I just I got the hunting license because of the zombie apocalypse that will come at some point. Uh, <laughs> Good to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what is this? How long have you been living here now? I have been living here unbelievably on and off for almost 12 years, which makes my inability to speak Finnish above the level of a five-year-old really embarrassing, increasingly embarrassing. But the thing is, even now when I try, my children who are sitting there looking embarrassed, they whenever I speak to them in Finnish, they go, oh, Issa, please, just stop, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> so I, I was thinking that children, I'd have a captive audience and have to listen to my crap Finnish, but it's quite the reverse, it's just slap me around with little hands and tell me not to speak, so, but now as a result of the tragedy and titanic idiocy of Brexit, uh, it seems likely that I'm going to have to get Finnish citizenship, which I'm happy to do, but it means I also have to learn to speak <laughs> like Finnish, so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's annoying. Not knowing that I have to learn, but it's sort of, one of the reasons I'm so crap actually, and I don't want to blame everyone here, but it's because you all speak such good English. So, of course, the main responsibility is mine, but the fact that the entire Finnish nation is so talented at English is 
is uh, makes it more challenging. Yeah, but also I, I have a friend, Paul uh, from England, also, and uh, he would also uh, he would like to speak Finnish with me. But I'm always no, no. Let me train my English. Exactly. That happens to me all the time. Like I get my courage up to go to shop and I start speaking, and then I speak in Finnish, and everyone immediately answers in English. I'm like, yeah. So that's very cool. Is there anything? I mean, uh, been, of course, uh, brought up in in the UK. Is there something that the Finns could learn from the British society, or is there anything that Brits could learn from Finnish society? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think um, I think British people could definitely learn to sharp. <laughs> so from Finns, I think you know just the um, the incessant babble that comes out of their mouths. And you know, I love English, but I love England. I love hanging out there. But it's sort of like the sort of the small talk. It's sort of like the lack of gravitas and the lack of ser- and very cynical, taking the piss out of everything, not taking anything seriously at all. And of course, that is a and as a result of that, we have a very great comic tradition. So in, in that sense, it's good. But like, yeah, I think they should learn to take things maybe not overly, but a little bit more seriously. Also, I mean, like Finnish society. One of the things I love is the fact it's so much more egalitarian. You have no class system, which is a, a an incredibly antiquated and ridiculous way to live and um, yeah and nudity of course <laughs> they could learn to be more comfortable naked with their friends which is is not often the case what, what, where the stuff like Finnish stuff that were a bit weird for you coming here like sauna well nudity was I mean I'm from quite a naked family which sounds a bit weird but like uh, nudity was quite common when I was growing up but my first experience in Finland and I, I always tell this story and people get very bored already yawning <laughs> is the fact I arrived here on my very first visit it was, it was my girlfriend now wife's grandfather's 80th birthday he was uh, in Savonlina so we, at the time it was very difficult to get to Finland it was like the late 90s so we flew to Sweden I got a boat from uh, Stockholm to Dorka from Dorka I got a train to Dampere I think more. then we got a bus we got dropped off in the middle of this field in Savonlina and a little yellow Citroen comes driving down this dusty lane it's a glorious sunny day and it was uh, my wife's great aunt and so they picked me up and I was going to meet the whole extended family, a hundred blonde people in a farmhouse, celebrating their much-loved grandfather's big day. So I arrived, and I was really nervous, obviously, so I arrived there, and everyone you know, everyone's saying, comes to greet me, and they're all very friendly, and I'm settling down, and I'm thinking, okay, this is not too bad, I'm like, you know, drinking Goskin Gore or whatever, and then, um, then someone says, right, let's go swimming, and I'm like, yeah, wicked, let's go swimming, and the whole family goes naked, and I'm like, whoa, I've only just met, I mean, I've got nothing to hide, obviously, but like, uh, I've only just met you. We literally know each other for an hour. Could, would you mind if like, I went a little bit further up the lake? So that was my first introduction. I thought it was maybe some weird cult or something, but <laughs> then I discovered, in fact, no, that's just a very typically finished thing. So yeah, now I'm totally at ease with getting naked with the entire family. And I think that's a, you know, that's a, a very sort of liberating thing. I think the thing in the UK, if you go to London, for example, and you see a place called Sound, and then I know that my, I met my wife in London, she lived in London, and she had made this mistake by like, wandering, thinking, ah, walking through King's Cross, which is a notorious red light district, neon pink lights saying sauna, thinking, oh, wicked, sauna everywhere, but in fact, no, they're brothels. So, <laughs> so it's like, there is that, that, there's that cultural difference. And I think, I think also another thing that strikes me is, is your, like, um, your outdoor events, like, um, 
and Valkyrie, for example, which is a beautiful, it's a beautiful celebration, which is unfortunate that it always happens in May, which is typically rubbish. And I think in terms of weather, and I think that's a really uh, a great display of the modern version of Finnish Sissel, because the entire time I've been here, I think there's been one vapor where everyone would voluntarily go picnicking. Do you know what I mean? Due to the weather. Normally the weather's rubbish. Everyone marches out anyway, drinking the fizzy, drinking the champagne, rain, it's cold. Everyone's really pretending we're well, having fun in like 10 degrees. So there's that. And then also, I mean, um, yeah, it used to be, it used to be that midsummer, we, we would have like one day that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like glorious. Yeah, yeah, summer, yeah. And now it's, now it's five yeah. degrees and exactly. shit. <laughs> and you have exactly the same, isn't it? Everyone knows it was praying for you, Hannes. And it should be. I mean, it's June. It should be nice, shouldn't it? But yeah, regularly fast. And then, of course, we have Independence Day. Yeah. Where it's also in the middle of December. So everyone <laughs> stands around televisions watching people queue. Yeah. Yeah, that's that goddamn Bolsheviks' fault. <laughs> could have done it in the summer. Exactly. Sort it out. <laughs> yeah. No forward thinking. She was uh, showing us the five minutes. Uh, yeah, showing us the sign already. We just yeah, got yeah, started. Yeah, We're yeah, just getting comfy. Yeah. Now it's getting, getting warm. Should we do another read from the book? Yeah. You think, what, what do you feel? Guys, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's uh, ask, uh, let's ask the young woman here, a number between one and 101, but not 77. Yeah. Six. Six. Ooh, okay. The other end of the extreme. Look at It's like the. It's one it's of the. Sorry, like, look like yeah, it's bingo like or lottery. It's one of the first ones, so it's not that good. It's so not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Independence Day. Oh, no, perfect. Oh, this is one of my favourites, actually. Thank you for that <coughs> choice. Of course, they're all good. Good, obviously. Um, when you don't get invited to the President's Independence Day ball. <laughs> You've probably been. You've been. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, of course. 2005, yeah. yeah of course. When, when, were, when were you there? I'm yet to, this is the whole point of my story, yet to be invited, Sam. Yeah, well, clearly. Is there any Independence Day invitees here? Yeah, I'm happy. After reading this, there's no way I'm getting invited. <laughs> uh, Finland is one of the world's youngest countries. After 800 year, odd years suffocating in the loving embrace of Sweden, with another 108 trying to escape that of Russia, it finally gained independence in 1917. Unfortunately, after waiting nearly a millennium to be footloose and fancy free, Independence Day came in December. <laughs> this is a month so dark that people spend most of the time cozying up at home, adorning their house with fake sunshine lamps and drinking gluggy. Maybe this is one reason why the glittering President's Independence Day ball is such a big deal. Most countries' Independence Day is an excuse to get wasted and bombard the sky with a fury of fireworks, not in Finland. Here, people gather around their TVs to watch the country's chosen few, such as Andre, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> make merry at the President's Castle. Finland must be the only country in the world where people celebrate Independence Day by watching other people party. <laughs> as if this weren't agonizing enough, the spectre begins by broadcasting the painfully slow advance of a 1,500-people-long queue. <laughs> Sorry, laughing at my own gags. Uh, yet Finland, one of the world's most egalitarian society, celebrates its emancipation by oogling people pretending to be aristocrats. These privileged few wait all their lives to be invited. Andre? <laughs> Never forget 2005. <laughs> Only for their dress sense and etiquette to be savaged by commentators and newspapers 
nippers alike. God forbid you accidentally show a nipple. Don't wait for your boyfriend to finish shaking the president's hand or leave your spoon in the coffee cup, coffee cup when drinking from it or wear your medals on the wrong side of your chest. While most people get that, that this national orgy of voyeurism is a little silly, deep down, everyone yearns for an invitation. Andre? <laughs> uh, to get invited to this event is ultimate proof that you've made it. <laughs> uh, your life is complete. You are officially one of Finland's finest. What if that lion-crested envelope doesn't arrive, hand-delivered on a silver platter by a phalanx of soup? Sorry, gentlemen soldiers. Oh well, there's always next year. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Was yours hand delivered by a balance of sorry gentlemen on a silver platter? No, 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 it was a Swamen Swamen Boston, yeah. But hey, uh, just a quick one before we end. Uh, who do you think, who's like your, who should buy this book? Of course, everyone in the entire building, even if you're not watching or listening, everyone here. But this is a great present, actually. Uh, it's a great gift for uh, everyone. For, for people who live, live abroad as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm probably, I mean, loads of, I get loads of people buying it from most obscure places, Indonesia, Indonesia uh, Vietnam, Hong Kong, uh, Chile. Yeah, it's crazy, actually, the people from around the world who are passionately keen to find out what life is. Small talk with him. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll be here for hours. <laughs> One book, please. <laughs> Dr. Kainimpa Ivan. But uh, yeah, Joe Williams. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no, so, so we're back now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for sticking through. This wasn't the best quality I, I hope to offer, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it would be fun. Andre is, after all, sort of a, a major figure in Finnish comedy. He's done a bunch of TV, and I've actually seen some of his stand-up, and actually seen him him improve over the years, which is a thing I respect greatly in stand-up comedy: the ability to re- read a room and all that. Everyone can be funny at the party, but you know, with Maintaining that that wit and charm over a, over a long period of time. <laughs> uh, cu- Maybe you want to get a glass of water. <laughs> you have one handy. Yeah, and I think. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a, he was a good laugh. We had a good laugh, I thought, and it was a shame we had to end so quickly. We had twenty minutes. I was dragged away to the Gumerus stand where I signed books for an hour. Actually, so thank you to anyone who's listening who, who queued up for that long. I hope it, the read is is worth it. It was cool to meet so many people who are up for into hundred one very fish problems. And but sadly, I didn't get to see Andre after that. We I was hoping we could have a we could have a, like a drink. He probably but, disappeared into the. Back of a black limousine. Too busy signing autographs and getting yeah. selfies with people. That was basically... Right, but, but anyway, I thought I would cut into the end of this program to sort of do a quick commentary on, oh, right, on okay. the stuff, actually. Some of the stuff we've been talking about through this whole podcast series so far, because I think I think this is a good point to sort of um, maybe <clears throat> take the ambition a bit further. Uh-huh. 
because, I mean... We're opening a whole new chapter in our podcast career. Yeah, you yeah well, I, I need to book actual people who, who can take this from here. But, but I mean, uh, I think we should uh, acknowledge a few things. Uh-huh. I mean, you have a very positive view of Finland. And obviously, Finland is, an, is a fantastically egalitarian place compared to many other places. <clears throat> but... <coughs> but... Um, Finland, while being, you know, sort of a post-social democratic utopia that was sort of picked up uh, with um, well-timed politics, uh-huh. mainly after the Second World War, to make this not a shithole, um, some of these things um, have, you know, changed or have begun to stagnate, such as, you know, the job market isn't what, it's, what it once was, you know, just like everywhere else in the Western world. Robots cutting down trees now. Yeah, well, most most people who have so-called real jobs have uh, good vacations and all that. A lot of people have precarious jobs where you don't really have much benefits at all. So, so the whole your, your commentary on the class system or the lack of it is it's not entirely true. And obviously, it's nothing like Britain, but these social hierarchies are sort of perhaps even more interesting in societies where in like Finland where you've had social policies uh, seeking to eradicate those for a long time in education the level of education is inherited and and, and shit like that so so uh, that's an interesting point to make um, so what how would you define Finnish classes by by the level of your education yeah essentially what sort of challenges you have on on the job market and uh, obviously your I mean mental health and uh, other you know health issues which are multi-generational things. Uh-huh. These impact people greatly. So, so these are some of the things I, I hope to be discussing on the show going further. And, uh, and also, I mean, uh, after all, we have very finished problems place with um, nationalism, which is um, a mixed bag. It's a very mixed bag. Yes. And I'm in no way a fan of nationalism, quite the reverse. But I think very finished problem, I mean, there's a difference between nationalism and patriotism. Not even sure if I'm allowed to be a patriot for for Finland. But uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, we take we take sort of stereotypes and generalizations and we play with them and look and see how much validity they have. But, but I mean, the point is, because we all care about this, I, I think they sort of like making fun of it's a good you have a sort of opportunity to to yeah look, look critically at things and uh, yeah and also there's the basic problem that we're both um we're white men <laughs> and we, <laughs> we, we, we do have white a in the winter yeah yes we do have a very different experience of both living here and migrating here oh, from no, many other yeah, people absolutely i mean i've clearly had my experience is very wildly different to uh, many other immigrants who've had the great fortune to come here. So, yeah, I mean, that's a totally valid point. And um, I think it'd be nice to get some more viewpoints from people whose whose experiences are very, very different. Yeah, I mean, we can still keep it light and fun. Keep it, whilst keeping it light and fun. <laughs> keeping it light and fun. <laughs> Those things don't necessarily go hand in hand, but let's just, let's just try, yeah. Before we go, yeah. um, I think uh, we should follow up on our um, attempt to make a... Um, a tradition of, of uh, recommending good, stuff, good. podcasts, and or I books. am now prepared and keeping in keeping in uh, keeping in with the theme of light and fun. My recommendation this week, if we go, we're talking recommendations, are we? Uh, yeah, we're talking yeah. recommendations now. Other than, of course, the very finished problems YouTube channel, which is has now got, I think, a whopping three hundred and thirty subscribers. So go to, head on over there. Is a book I'm currently really engrossed in, which I read when I went to visit my mother in Spain, which is called Chasing the Scream, which is actually a really appropriate title for a book 
uh, that we're for a podcast we're recording on Halloween, isn't it? Chasing the Scream, The First and Last Days of the War on Drugs, written by uh, a journalist called Johan Hari, who is, is British. But yeah, it just takes talks about the ludicrousy of the war on drugs and the actual history of it and how it was how it was um, conceived of by a single man who was the head of the the, the anti-drinking bureau of the federal government during Prohibition. And it is really just so eye-opening. And you can see that from some of the recommendations it's got. For example, a wide, a wide right, actually. Uh, Glenn Greenwald, where early winner of the Pulitzer Prize, much respected journalist, said an absolutely stunning book. It will blow people away. But also another person who's, who's a huge fan is Elton John, who <laughs> don't <laughs> often see on the back of books. But basically, I definitely recommend it. It totally, it totally showcases the utter ludicrousy of, of and, the, and, the, and the death, the misery uh, of our current drugs policy, and how yeah. all that could be oh, could be overcome overnight merely by ending prohibition, or you know, rather just going for something like they have in Portugal, where they yeah, exactly, they it's a health problem. Make, yeah, make it yeah. decriminalise it and uh, treat treat addiction as a health problem yeah. rather than a criminal criminal. You know problem. the experiments with rats. Uh, Put in a cage, uh, given heroin rats in a cage. You Which know, is a whole policy of addiction based upon. Yeah, they, they they become addicted. Rats who are you know happy in the happy cage, live full lives. The happy they just Disneyland you know, for rats. Uh, they mostly you know have fun with cocaine. Yeah, and then they uh, just or, or heroin or whatever. Anyway, get addicted. So that's yeah. yeah, that was really powerful. But it's just full of stuff like that. Which just I mean, it's a form. It's just a total form of madness, and uh, it's a real eye. So that's my recommendation. Okay, uh, my recommendation for for this time is another podcast because I want you to uh, go out and listen to good podcasts uh, when you're done listening to us because I think this is a medium that deserves some attention and. Uh, I have a... Well, you've got a long old list there. Look at you, no messing well, around. Well, this is my, my subscription of podcasts. And actually, I was just checking the name of the one I'm going to recommend so I get it perfectly right. Preparation, yeah, preparation, called, preparation. Yes, it's called Heaven's Gate. Um, Isn't it's that a, a late film from the 1980s starring Dustin Hoffman? No, well, I wouldn't know. But it's about the cult of the same name um, following... Oh, the- following... Uh, um, a couple of Americans who uh, yeah, started a cult. Is that one in uh, uh, South America? No, 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 that was the Jonestown uh, yeah. Massacre. Or, 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 I can't remember what that cult was. But yeah, but the, these guys started a sort of sci-fi themed new age cult in, in I guess, <laughs> the too. 70s. Uh-huh. Uh, from the wrecks of their own lives, uh-huh. essentially. And they attracted a bunch of people. And then they committed mass suicide, Ooh, I guess, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. The, the big, a big one. I guess the biggest uh, up to, up to that point in the nineties. I guess. And uh, <clears throat> are you welling up with emotion, or have you got cookie stuck in your throat? <laughs> yeah, I'm self cookie stuff. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna sound weird because I'm presumably going to cut out my coughing, but Joe keeps assisting or referring to it. <laughs> well, okay, hey, this is, okay, but this, mind, is, this is turning into, into absolute, you know, yeah, bullshit. So let's wrap the uh, let's wrap yeah. this up. Well, give us a bit. We don't so, so the, 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 narrator, the yeah. narrator of this podcast actually has a background in a cult himself. He grew up in one, so he has an interesting perspective. Well, so it's a story of the cult. It's a detailed documentary of of, of this particular oh, cult. There are a bunch of other podcasts on cults, including one called Cults from the Parcast Network, which I, I also recommend. But they have they have a lighter take, they have shorter episodes. But this is an uh, the Heaven's Gate is an in depth, like maybe ten episode ongoing series. All right, cool. Which it's it's worth jumping on right now. So I, I really want to recommend. So that. two very cheery recommendations for yes, us: uh, Chasing the Scream about a drugs war, and, and when you look for this in your favorite place to listen to podcasts, it's from. Stitcher uh, and Pineapple Street Media on Glynn Washington. 
so you, you can find it. All right, and uh, another thing we should sort of address: how how does a you know grown up person with uh, a bunch of stuff to do go about listening to podcasts? Good well, question. Well, my technique is to use them when I am doing boring, yeah, so, dull yeah, household yeah, chores. Okay, we all know all that, but I mean, it's a technical thing. Podcast is a stupid name. I wish no one ever used. So, uh, so what, what? How do you, Joel? How do you listen to podcasts? How do I listen to them? Pra- Very, yeah, practically with my phone and earphones. So, which piece of software? Do you use? I use uh, I use iTunes podcast. It's, it's called Apple Podcast. Apple this, podcast. Yes. I use and, Apple Podcast. And if you have an uh, if you have an iPhone, that's that's a really good place to start. It's uh, has a really you, you can add podcasts that aren't in their directory but essentially everyone adds their podcast to Apple's directory so you can find almost everything there so everyone who's uh, still stuck listening with the SoundCloud app or something like that or or god forbid uh, you know from a web page you should look look for that what if you haven't got an iPhone Android must have some yeah actually fans. okay I, I personally I prefer to um use a Use an app called Overcast on on the iPhone. It's it's uh, it's, it's also cool. But uh, if you have an Android, I think the best way to go about the podcast right now is an app called Castbox. I think it's quite well done, and uh, I would encourage you to uh, not use apps like Spotify where you can't add your own podcasts, and uh, indie producers like ourselves can't really add our yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, uh, until you know, call us. <laughs> So, all right. Um, with with uh, these uh, with these uh, recommendations, I think uh, there's no we, reason for had... everyone not to be listening to our podcast this next time. Now we're given all the stuff. We're given not only have we given a brilliant a brilliant podcast to choose, Heaven's Gate. We've also given top tips on how to listen to it, and we've given you know our first star guest, I guess. <laughs> Even though he's not here in person, uh, yeah, and then he, yeah, and he didn't get to speak much. Yeah, he didn't get to speak much. Maybe he'll come on next time, some other time, and he can he can get to speak a little bit more. Yeah, well, you have to, have to probably bribe his. The, the the private chauffeur of his uh, black Mercedes <laughs> to bring him in here with uh, you know yeah let's see what we'll, we can do. we'll do the the whole like uh, red carpet git, git cookies and particularly fine coffee no I was going more, more with a you know Gitmo jumpsuit thing but uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Andrea w- w- welcome if you <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> if that doesn't work nothing will yes indeed. okay All well right, thank everyone. you very much for listening to us and take care of friends keep warm yes moi 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 You've been listening to the Very Finish Problems podcast. Please send any feedback to veryfinishproblems at inktank.fi. This program is published by Inktank Media and produced by Thomas Nyberg. Inktank Media is a digital marketing and communications agency which specializes in copywriting, storytelling and social media. Find out more on our website inktankmedia.fi. While this podcast isn't an advertisement, we do occasionally interview representatives of companies we have a business relationship with. Thanks again for listening.